chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brothers to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? And he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Be on your guard against all kinds of 
in an abundance of possessions. He was the divine encourager. Three years of his public ministry, teaching and teaching, college freshmen, and he, you know, graduated from college just like everybody else. Um, high school freshmen, you got four years out of you to see that all these different teachers that you have that you blessed with. But Jesus pleased. And this man, out of all of the things that were important that needed to be talked about, this is what he brings before Jesus. Uh, but that leads to double check, doesn't it? To get us focused and just to reprioritize a little bit. Did this man have a, a case? Maybe he did. Maybe his brother was talking. Maybe his brother had a point and he wasn't doing what was right. Uh, maybe the brother was sitting there with him. We don't know any of that. But what we do know is that the brother tries to get at us with this little thing sometimes. Which moves our focus off of him, the, the giver, and onto the things of this world and the gift. So it is our walk with Jesus. This is Jesus. And then still walking with him is a choice, you know. But then just a little deviation. You know, if we don't stay up there, what happens? It just keeps going and going and going further and further away from our Savior. You see it in your own life. You see it in other people's lives. Um, and that's what happened with this man. Um, but what happens with us? We are constantly plagued with all kinds of, all kinds of advertisements, if you want to say it, whether it's going through to on screen or it's just people talking to us or the world or our own sinful nature coming up with them. But you know what? If we just have this thing in our garage, this thing in our pocket, um, or more of this, or less of those, or we took this drug, or whether legal or illegal, uh, whether we um, have this relationship, whether good or bad, um, it doesn't matter as long as it's going to fulfill us, answer our longings, um, fulfill our desires, make us feel good, or we think that then we'll be happy or then things will go well. And how often have we bought into that in so many areas of our lives? And we've taken our focus off God and His good gifts to be used to His glory, and we focus on our gifts for ourselves. And so Jesus says, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance he takes the man a little bit further and takes the crowd a little bit further and us a little bit further. And he says, you know, just think with me. What if, what if this man, what if he got the inheritance? Maybe all of the inheritance. Or what if you were a Christ-made man and did everything by the book in this world's standards and you were rich? And your only problem was that you had to figure out what to do with more of your riches. But the problem in your heart remained the same. And you had already gone so far away from God that you couldn't even see the man anymore. And you were desperate to find him again. He told him this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Disclaimer, it's not wrong to own things. It's not wrong to build nice barns. It's not wrong to have large crops. You look at the first world in the Testament. Plenty of them were very wealthy, very powerful, wherever they lived, whoever they went. Um, Joseph was second in command over all of Egypt. Um, you think of just different places right now. You flip them down, and they're pushing dark, very dark rocks, and they're very rich. I could point to a lot of Christians in a world who are very rich. I could point to many people from our own synod who are very well off, very 
really blessed in many ways and have done awesome things with that love. And then I can even point to people in our own congregation who are above the ordinary in regards to love. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as our hearts are right with God. Because He just brings us up. The man identifies himself. I don't have enough room to share in my heart. We don't give that away. That's the very bottom of the greed and the lies of the deceiver. No. The whole man, my agenda for my neighbor, leave it. We feel sorry for him there. But he didn't always identify himself. Greed in the heart. Listen to his words. I just finished quoting for you. What shall I do? I have my thoughts. I will. I will say this. Still this. I will. For my sake. It's a prideful and greedful heart that's turned away from the God and the giver of these good gifts. Because the gifts themselves have awakened our hearts, have availed in our hearts, and they are deceitful. And we have a pricing in our minds. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. And who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Jesus doesn't mean the man in the parable there. A certain man in a certain rich man. And he doesn't mean that certain man, the real man, who came out of the crowd to demand these blessings. Because he's named in this parable. greedy man with his money, thinking about all the ways he can do this and that and the other thing. Um, or, you know, if we read the picture John a little bit, we saw this through the, the reverse, that when the money wasn't there, that he'd be worried and anxious and fearful and, and all these things. So he's named in the underneath the description of the picture of the rich man. But we could take a man who's blessed in any way, and obviously there's probably a greed in his heart, that he would tell my, you know, tell my brother, you know, he's being should do this, and, and you know, what would he miss out? He has Jesus, the Lord of life, before him, and he's worried about his riches. Um, if all of us are thinking that way, obviously we're collecting our riches for, for his name. But when Jesus teaches like this, is he asking us just to point the finger at other people that we might know as rich men in the parable or rich man's father, rich man's brother? No, he wants us to look at our own hearts and our own hearts. happiness meter go up and down uh, based on you know what you have in your garage, what you have in your pocket, what you have in your account um, or don't have in your account, um, or who you're with, or what time it is, or how you're feeling. Does it, does it touch on your happiness meter, your contentment gauge? Mine does. Way too much and way too drastically sometimes. Yeah, that's what Jesus is talking about. things are good when you have a lot in your account or, or you've made this great achievement or you've done this great thing or you have a lot of people who love you or you, you're looking for relationships or you take out a bus and then you start patting yourself on the back. That's not Jesus' point here. Um, not to say, you know, none of you are guilty of saying, hey, spending a, a part on Saturday. And he's saying, have that done. You as sinners think as you study the Keep your focus here. 
when things aren't going well, when people don't seem to like you, when the relationships you have are, are not good, and, and your money is not good, or the debt looms large, or whatever it might be, and when worry and fear and anxiety all creep up on it, and stress in your relationship, in your marriage, whatever it might be.